Alt. The show starts now. Where does the real power lie? The power behind the power. Because it's no longer about who lives in the White House. It's about who owns the White House. This is the presidency. How much higher can a politician go? The real power isn't here. It's beyond here. It's above it, but still working in conjunction with it. All right. Welcome. Hey, Dally Show. That was a clip from uh, the House of Cards. I have Uncle Milty with me, and uh, also we have a wonderful guest. So I'm actually really glad that you're listening and tuning in right now because, of course... Dinesh D'Souza is back with us, and you know it's always going to be fun with uh, with Dinesh on the line, and I'd love to see what he's up to in his latest project, because we were just praising this, uh, Dinesh, that you were bringing forth these projects, these these films, and people really need good, truthful information, and I so appreciate you and what you're doing. How are you today? Well, thank you. I'm doing okay, and um, my life is going well, but I'm a little fearful for the country because Mm -hmm. it seems like in a very short time we have seen this escalation of a police state. I'm not saying we're a full-fledged police state, but we seem to be on our way there. And this is a topic that I wanted to make the movie about um, because I wanted it to be a kind of a warning, almost like an animal that sees a movement in the trees, recognizes there's a herd in danger, Mm -hmm. sees all the rest of the members of the herd grazing very placidly as if nothing's going to happen. And so this movie is a sort of um, call to fear and a call to action. Well, I mean, perfectly said. And, you know, you pick your project. So when you were picking this subject, what was it about this subject? Because honestly, you've tackled some pretty big things and this is a big thing. But what 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 where does the choice lie in? Like what what makes you choose a particular topic? What made you choose this one for the police state film? Well, I see a lot of um things happening around me. So, Mm -hmm. for example, there's digital censorship. Yes. And uh, that's alarming in itself, but that's not the same thing, for example, as being hauled off to prison. That's a far more serious offense. And so uh, I see digital censorship. I see a lot of indoctrination going on in the schools and in the media. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see the uh, this sort of absolute sort of shotgun battery of charges against uh, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And I say to myself, listen, if you had made one or two charges, I might be willing to look and see, well, did he hold on to those documents too long? Did he refuse to give them back? Mm -hmm. But once you tell me that he's broken the law 91 separate times um, and he deserves to spend decades and decades, maybe the rest of his life in prison, it looks to me like you're trying to get him one way or the other. If you can't get him in D.C., you get him in Georgia, you can't get him in Georgia, you'll get him in Florida, and if not there, then in New York. And if you can't make a criminal case stick, you're going to try to destroy him with a civil case about his company and his finances. So I say to myself, you know, we have political prisoners, we have criminalization of of dissidents and Mm -hmm. political opponents, we have censorship. Well, what are we looking at? Like, what's the big picture? Well, the big picture, Kate, is that for 30 years, we've defined all these elements as the characteristic features of of an unfree society, of a police state. If you were to ask me, what does North Korea and China and uh, Cuba and the old Soviet Union have in common? Mm -hmm. I would say mass surveillance, 
censorship. They're one-party states. They try to get rid of the opposition. They uh, criminally prosecute dissidents. Uh, they have political prisoners. And then I go, wow, we have all those things in America now. So that was the impetus, the recognition that we are right. um, no longer in a sort of straightforward way of free society. And I thought, wow, it's, you know, this is something that the American people need to know and need to see. And I say see because a movie can do things that other, like a book can't yeah. do or a speech right. can't do. Uh, it, it kind of brings you up close and shows you what happens when the police state is breathing down your neck or choking you or using its boot to stamp on your human face, to use a phrase made famous by George Orwell. Oh, 100%. We used to have a saying on the show, you know, how North Korea are we? You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, with 10 being North Korea, are because a lot of times with, the, with, with us being Americans, the thing that we don't see often, and I'm not quite sure why we haven't honed this skill, we, we should be the ones that could see this brighter than anybody, is the creep. And we've seen the creep, as, you, as you've been talking about, too, the, the creep of this totalitarian state for a long time. And, and those that are awake can see it. For some reason, a lot of people think it's just fine. And having this sort of state of, of where we're at right now, it's needed. And I'm not, it's not. I, you're right about comparing other countries and bringing that to light and making sure people realize in context where we're at right now, because we've let a lot of creep through. We've let a lot of things happen in this country that should not be happening. So, yeah, I mean, I think that for a long time and going back now to the 1990s, -hmm. there were a lot of people. And I think I was probably in this group to some extent. um, We thought, listen, it's a really good thing to engage and trade with China. Why? Because we're going to make the Chinese more like us. It never crossed our mind that we would become more like them. Yes, Um, yes. Americans have a history of of innocence, of naivete. I mean, Mm -hmm. this goes all the way back. You see it in Mark Twain's novel. You know, Huckleberry Finn, everything's going to be okay. Just get on a boat on a river and it's all going to be fine. So I think that the ordinary American is still a little clueless. The -hmm. ordinary American still thinks, well, you know, I'm not Trump and I didn't go in the Capitol on January 6th and I pay my taxes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, surveil me, go through my bank records if you want. I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing to fear. And my movie is aimed at convincing this guy you could not be more wrong. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Uncle Milty. You know, when we look around at what goes on in society today, especially with President Trump, what we see is a society that says, prove you're innocent when there's an allegation against you. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And yeah, I mean, that is true. And I do think that the presumption of innocence is the key uh, mm-hmm. to our uh, legal system. But I, I think that the problem is far worse than that. Mm. I mean, I think that Trump can prove his innocence in yeah. particular cases. But what, what the left is saying, I think, is this. And that is that we will shop around for judges mm. that will take a particular vengeful de- delight in destroying you and we will put you before juries who have mm-hmm. no interest in the truth of the matter i mean today the new york ag posts a picture uh, a, a meme on social media saying that mar-a-lago was appraised at i think she said 28 million dollars now anybody who knows anything about florida about real estate about being on the ocean let alone having 120 acres of prime it's property and one of the most beautiful properties in the country ridiculous. knows that this is downright absurd yeah. But the fact that this could be posted with a straight face and that a judge could decide, not even based on a trial, that this <laughs> right. is the value of Mar-a-Lago and, 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 and that therefore Trump has exaggerated the value of his wealth.
wealth, um, by the way, to take loans that he eventually has paid back. So all of this suggests a complete witch hunt. It's not even that they're asking Trump to prove his innocence. Mm -hmm. They don't care whether he's innocent. Right. No, you're so right. I was talking to uh, Lara Logan earlier before the show today, and uh, we were talking about the very same thing. And she was just noticing how many how many things that were that were happening around us with J6. Just if you just took the J6 story and how much, how the evidence they don't have and all of the the ways, the witch hunts and the people sitting in jail. And, and one of the gentlemen said, I'll be here as long as until the people get me out. Until the people of America finally get me out of here. That's when I'll leave here. And that really hit home because can you imagine um, seeing this go down, being part of that? Um, and I'm talking about the witch hunt. I'm not talking about J6 because we know an armed insurrection didn't take place. But what I'm saying is a, a guy sitting in prison right now on these false charges saying, I'll be here until the American people get me out. That's huge. And we don't realize that that's where we're at right now. And we just keep going along on our day and not thinking about it. That's why I'm so glad you did this movie. Yeah, the movie is, uh, it's perhaps the most cinematic and powerful thing that I've done, and wow. it will creep people out, you know, Ooh. beyond comprehension. Um, but uh, it's, in a way, it's not that I'm using the techniques of cinematography to make, you know, a horror mm -hmm. movie. There are horrific things happening in the country, and they're happening to a lot of ordinary people, right. uh, people who are just involved in civic life, people who go to school board meetings, people who are, decide that they want to protest you know, for the pro-life cause at mm -hmm. an abortion clinic. Right. So just people going about civic participation are being targeted ruthlessly. And uh, you know, part of the puzzle of a movie like this is to answer this question. You have an FBI agent, and he's probably a normal guy. He has a family, he drives mm -hmm. a car, he lives in a three-bedroom house. What's going to make a guy like that kick in the door of a 70-year-old grandmother, you exactly. know, grab her hair and pull her to the ground, twist her arms behind her back, put uh, handcuffs on her, pull her down the steps, you know, put her out into the street where her neighbors can uh, humiliate her? Uh, what, what would cause a good person to do something so barbaric? And, and I answer that question in the movie. Do you? Oh, oh I can't wait to see this. We've talked about putting uh, Uncle Milty uh, coined the you know coined the phrase uh, putting on putting the brown shirt on, yeah. and how many people are willing to do it who don't think they're going to be willing to do it, but are willing to do it. It's a scary thought. So I'm actually glad you're putting this on screen so that we can check ourselves and our own souls and where we stand on. Are you going to fight for freedom or is it just a brand to you or is it just a feel good measure? Are you actually going to fight for the freedom? Because I think the thing that makes us different in this country is that we ha at least have the freedom to have this conversation right now. And you can make the movie you just made to warn people to do something, because in a totalitarian state, a lot of people can't react. They can't do anything. We can save our country. That's the point. We can still save us. Are we willing? This is a key point. We, we still have a window of time and we yeah. need to act, you know, while time remains. And uh, because in a full-fledged police state, you're right, I couldn't yeah. have made this film. Right. The jaws of the police state mm -hmm. have slammed shut. Quite honestly, at that point, the only thing you can do is run. And yeah. by run, I mean yeah. get out, get your family out, get your money out, run right. for your life. Uh, that's a very bad option. It's very bad to be in that position. We don't right. really want to get there. I will say about this film, I'm distributing it kind of a unique way. We have bought out hundreds of theaters around the country nice. on two days, October 23rd and October 25th. 
And uh, so all you do is go to the website, which is policestatefilm.net, okay. plug in your zip code, and boom, it'll tell you the theater is playing around you. This is a really powerful film to see in the theater if you can with your friends or your church mm-hmm. group or your Republican group. Um, and if you can't make it to the theater on Friday, the 27th of October, we have a virtual premiere, which is going to be a spectacular event. It's out of Las Vegas, but you can watch from home, and we show the full movie, and then Dan Bongino and I, who collaborated on this film, will have a live Q&A to follow, and all of that is for the price of a movie ticket. So policestatefilm.net is the place to go. I'll try to go to that. I'm close to Vegas. So policestatefilm.net, October 23 and, and, and 25th. And you know what? I love the way that we're hitting movie theaters like this, because guess what, folks? The other theaters aren't filled, but when Dinesh puts out a movie, it's filled. And when we're seeing these Christian movies that are amazing coming out, it's filled. Why? Because the majority of the country wants to see truth and they want to be uplifted and they want to also understand the awful situation that we're in right now. And that's why I'm, it's a blessing to be able to get a movie like this to get people to understand where we're at because we can still fight and we need to all be in this fight. I so appreciate you doing the projects you do, Dinesh, really. Well, I mean, they're, they're hard, but they're fun to do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining, but when I say they're hard, all I mean is that right. when a liberal like Michael Moore makes a movie, he goes to a studio, they give him $10 million, right. he makes right. the movie, and then they book him on the Today Show, and he's on Bill Maher, <laughs> and he's on The, right. you know, the View. Yes, yes. And, but on the conservative side, you have to do a lot Much of harder. things right to make a movie successful. So fortunately, I've been at this now for a decade. I believe right. this is my seventh Love documentary. It. I think I've gotten really good at it. Yes, you have. this is a film that's going to be well worth seeing. Yeah, this is, I think, your seventh visit to my show. I so appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. October 23th, 25th, policestatefilm.net. Thank you, Dinesh. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Be right back. Kate Daly's show. Hey, everybody, you need to be prepared. Please be prepared. Don't be the guy that's not prepared. (laughs) Please. Leading authority, emergency preparedness, jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Jacemedical.com. There's two ways to be prepared. Number one, antibiotics. They have an antibiotic kit you can have, and it's got five emergency life-saving medications to use in the time of need. Okay? The second way, backup prescription supply. Get an extended reserve of your current medication to avoid shortages. Look what happened in Maui. Look at, look at some of the events that have been going on. Not climate change, by the way, but look at some of the events going on. Oh, my gosh. Please be prepared in this way. This is such a fantastic opportunity to do this. You can put in the code Kate. You can get some savings. Um, and also, you're going to gain peace of mind with a long-term supply of medications that you know are sitting there. There's nothing like knowing that you have that on hand. Uh, They never think about, like, kidney infection you could get, pneumonia, you know, um, wound infections, all these different things. And there is a place for antibiotics. And if you can have this kit available to you, it's huge. You can get up to 12-month backup supply of your daily prescriptions an entire year. Oh, please go do this. I can't even tell you. Anything that you're on right now that you know you need to continue, diabetes, whatever the case may be, heart health, blood pressure, please go do this. Go to jacemedical.com. Hey, everybody. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their populations. So central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track, well, every purchase you make. 
They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products. Isn't that lovely? Or easily freeze or seize part of or all of your money. So concerned people, (laughs) I hope you're concerned, diversifying their assets. That's what they're doing into physical gold with the help of, of Birch Gold Group. This is the company I trust. This is the one I would tell you to go to. Okay. If you want a physical asset held in a tax sheltered retirement account, then you should go to Birch Gold too. All you have to do is get their information, text 989898 and text the name Kate. They're going to send you a free info kit on gold and the easiest way uh, to become a Birch Gold customer. If you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer, just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you actually convert that right now into an IRA in gold and you don't even pay a penny out of pocket. How nice is that? You guys, this is so huge, so important. Please text 989898. Text my name, Kate. Okay? Just get the information so I know that you're at least covered with the information from a group of people I trust. Okay? Thanks, you guys. And put in the 8673 This is the Kate Daly Show. Get a rock and roll feeling in your bump and taps on your toes. Get gone, get a rhythm. Kate Daly Show. I told you I like Johnny Cash. Uh, I've got Uncle Milty here. And uh, that would be you. Um, by the way, uh, I like your hat. (laughs) It's the saying of the show. Be faithful, be fearless. Love that. Anyway, um, welcome back. And a big thank you to uh, Dinesh D'Souza for coming on because he does. He puts a lot of work into those films. And those films have been pretty heavy hitting and pretty great. And it's it's, uh, um, policestatefilm.net. Policestatefilm.net. Also, get your tickets. That's the 23rd and the 25th. Also... um, Go over to Birch Gold and text 989898 and text my name, Kate, and just get some info. Info is free, and uh, there's ways that you can do stuff that won't cost you anything, and it's amazing to get your money kind of backed up, right, by gold, silver. You want to make sure that you're secure because every situation is different depending on your age, okay? And lots of decisions are being made right now with digital currency, so make sure and text Birch. I really highly recommend that, and uh, I won't tell you to do something I'm not doing myself, okay? Uh, text 989898 and text the name Kate and they'll send you some info. Please do that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about the whole McCarthy thing and I was thinking, oh, what was he promised? <laughs> that's, that's honestly my first thought. Like, what was he promised in order to go through mm-hmm. these theatrics? Because I think it looks like a cleanup job, like we're cleaning it, it up and and it kind of gives us like a false illusion. And I hate to be that cynical. Um, and maybe you tell me, am I too cynical? I, I read the headlines maybe differently than everybody else. And I don't know why, maybe because I immerse myself in 10 hours a day of this stuff, but the theatrics are insane. And the thing is, is I, I think of this as a reality check, not so much being cynical, but I'm sure a lot of people could view me as cynical just because I, I, when you look at both parties and you see what's going on, how can you not recognize that there's a lot of cahoots in the in the background, a lot of cahooting going on? You know, I don't know. My cynic? Are you cynical? Am I I'm cynical? Extremely cynical. Are you? <laughs> we uh, admit it. I'm disgusted and cynical. <laughs> look, look at we the need... stories we hear. Okay. Yeah. And, and I hate to always do comparisons to Nazi Germany. Okay? Well, for but, some reason, they seem to be coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about this one? What? What type of person does it take, number one, to be involved in dogfighting, 
And number two, to electrocute dogs that lose that their fight. Me, and our defense department has a gentleman, the mm-hmm. deputy Pentagon. chief information officer for command, control, and communications is the guy. You know what? You're right to think of, of Nazi Germany, because in order to be those guys that did all of the medical, what do you call it, medical um, testing yeah. on people. It was for pharma, by the way. That's what they were doing, if you didn't know. But um, they were testing out pharma. Um, I believe they were actually testing out the vaccine program, but vac- pharma. And um, if you are that heinous and you're that evil, then, of course, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if people... And our government thought that electrocuting a dog or watching dogs fight to the death would be some kind of cool sport. I guess I can see it. I guess it's not a shakaru, right? Uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Ew. And he's um, named after Frederick Douglass. Be <laughs> <laughs> right back. Kate Daly Show. Sometimes balance of nature gets feedback that the code Kate 